Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is definitely going to contain naughty words. Welcome to Haley Watches, where I discuss films that Colin has made me watch that I haven't seen before. I make a random review at the end. And, well, let's just see where it takes us. Hello, and thank you for joining us this evening on what feels like we're sitting in hell. Um, it's it's like, warm, isn't it? It is warm. Very warm. Um, obviously, being typically British, we are moaning about the hot weather give it a couple of weeks when it's peeing down with rain and we'll be complaining we wish it's hot again. Yeah, not this hot though. No, this is this hot is stupid. This is stupid hot. Anyway, I digress from what we're actually here for. So uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is basically a podcast based around me watching a film that Colin has chosen I've never seen before. And for the very first podcast, um, he's decided to pick one of his favourites, Inception. Great film. Brilliant film. You always fall asleep when we're going to watch it though. Like 30 minutes in. Yeah, and probably yeah. about five previous attempts, you get to about 25, 30 minutes and mm. you're out for the count and you wake up at the end like, oh, I fell asleep again. <laughs> so now the podcast was a good excuse for you to actually make it through, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. And I think also for Colin to watch a film in peace because I had to write notes. Instead of asking questions, questions incessantly yeah. <laughs> every two minutes. <laughs> so, yes. So um, a little brief intro about the film that I robbed off Netflix is that it's about a man who runs espionage business around entering the subconsciousness of his targets and moulding their thoughts. Dream fucking. Basically, yeah. Dream fucking with them. Yeah. And stealing all their dream plans. Yeah. Also done it was not gonna be like Rick and Morty, the the espionage episode. No, it's not like the because Rick just takes the piss out of Inception the whole way through. He does, yeah. It's kind of like you watching Inception and just trying to nitpick at the plot. Yeah. Now, you're not as funny as Rick and Morty, no. no, but that's quite a difficult feat. It is, yeah. And also, I said, don't fall, don't fall asleep. Yeah, don't fall asleep. Don't also, there's no scary Terry in... Sleep. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> there's no scary Terry in the actual Inception film. No. Which is, on reflection, I kind of wish he was in there. Hmm. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> um, I am really awful with remembering people's names. So this is why Colin's here. I'm going to attempt to try and remember the act, not the actor's names, but the character names. Just any name would be an achievement, to be honest. It would be, yeah. Any name. So the film opens with Leo's character, Cobb. Wow. Yeah. That's not even written down right off the bat. You remembered no. one. It's only because one of my friends' nicknames Cobb. That's the only reason I can remember it. Oh, less said about Cobb, the better. <laughs> real life Cobb, that is. Cobb film we'll talk about. Real life Cobb. Let's <laughs> let's not go down that road. This could get wildly out of hand. So my uh, first my first thought was there's this clip of him like washed up on the beach, and there's two children playing near the water. I'm like, hmm, why is this film? It's got a similar kind of kids playing near water like the one in Shutter Island. Like, why is Leo always neglecting his children near water? Yeah, in Shutter Island, he's not really neglecting, though, is he? His wife's actively drowning them in a pond. Mm. Whereas this one, it's just two kids playing. I think 
think you've overread that slightly. There's not really the connection. No. Unless Leonardo DiCaprio is secretly trying to tell everyone the reason he doesn't have kids. Is he don't like them? Is because he'd quite happily let them drown. Maybe. Which I don't think is what he's trying to say. No. He might actually have kids. I don't actually I don't know. actually know. Sorry, Leo, if you're actually ever listening to this. Yeah, we do like you, but don't take your kids near water. Just based don't. on two films, apparently. Yeah. And then I just broke down the lady um, that you revealed to me the other night was one of your celebrity crushes on your, was it, laminated list? Yeah, not one of, the number one. Yeah. She's my favourite, the actress Marion Cotillard. I yeah. love her. She's beautiful. Yeah. If she comes round, you're out. Fair dues. You're gone. Unless you can do her French accent. Don't do it now. No, I'm Don't not going to. I, saw I the, won't. I saw the glint in your eye and thought... <laughs> This is this is going to go wrong. That'll be for the night times later. <laughs> be like Joey from Friends. There'll be nothing. There'll be nothing sexy about it. Anyway, get back on track. So my first main point is: so we, I think we see them get washed up, and he sees the kids, and then you're in this room with this old guy. Now, what is his name? Who's like eating something. The character's name. Yeah. Saito. But you don't know that yet. You don't know that yet, no. So he sat there and then like they drag Leo in and they dump him down and he's getting given what looks like this gruel that he eats disgustingly. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look nice. No. Um I wanna say that it's rice, but I can't be sure. I can't be sure either. It looks like really soggy old porridge. Mm. Doesn't look good. Like the sort of porridge our kids eat. Hey, I make that. Oh yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> what I really mean is, as in the way our kids eat it, as in they eat it, and then it's all over. It, it ends up being regurgitated back into the bowl at some point, and they eat it again. Yeah, yeah. Like they I double that, eat yeah. it because they're animals. Um, and then I can't actually remember how we got to the bit because what I've written down, which was my main point, was about secrets in a safe. Hmm. So do they find so it goes forward from being, to that? No, they go back, don't they? So you don't know it yet, but. That's Saito, you haven't learnt his name, but they the opposite ends of the table. Leo's yeah. wolfing down his gruel. Saito's there with his grey straggly hair. And if you notice really close as well, it looks like he's got one really long grey beard hair, but no beard. Mm, yeah. And it's just kind of rank when you think about it. But then it goes back to Saito's young and Leo's the same age and they're in the same room. Yeah. And that's when he's explaining the concept of extraction from dreams to him. Yeah. And he says that because he, he's trying to sell it, that he'd be a security when actually he's there to steal from him. Right. And he says, oh, if you've got secrets locked away in a safe, I need to know about it. Because he like makes an indication. That yeah, he looks right at where the safe would be. be. So Leo knows where the safe is and where he can steal all the stuff. So they've got Gordon. I was calling him Gordon. Gordon. He's not Gordon. Gordon Levitt. <laughs> His character. Gordy. Gordy. Yeah. He's not Gordy though, was no, he? No, he's called Arthur. 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 Yeah. So they're like trying to track it all down and they get into the safe and he pulls out a boring brown envelope. <laughs> like, oh. Right. That's like really boring. Like, Wouldn't you want to have something else for like a memory than a boring brown envelope? It's not a memory, it's Secrets his business plans, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I'd have like, I don't know, I've written down something sparkly. Or like the flower from Beauty and the Beast, you know, like with the petals that fall. For, what? This is what would be in your safe? Yeah. This is what your secret, your business plans and secrets would be written yeah. on. So not paper. No. You'd have them written on petals of a flower that's sealed in a jar and that as it falls, do, a man do, continuously do, becomes a beast. Yeah. Or horcruxes. Oh, I knew it. We made it seven minutes and 24 <laughs> seconds before it turned into the only films you actually enjoy Harry Potter. <laughs> I do prefer the books, I must say. But yeah, could you imagine, like, you've got some, like, ring, a little diadem, and you touch it, and it's, like, talking to you in parcel tongue, <laughs> can't say it. Or, like, some spooky little thing comes out and telling them, like, oh, uh, it's Hayley's secret. Oh God! <laughs> right, but in the in the film, it's like his business secrets. It's stuff he plans to do for the business. He's not going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to put on this little tiara and it's going to reveal." And then a little puff of smoke comes out and says, "Oh, he's going to open a new restaurant in London." It'd be, it's overkill, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a bit more interesting than a bit of paper in an envelope. You do 
lift a magic cup and as you drink it all of a sudden you spit the liquid out and it spells on the floor <gasps> yes spells out on the floor we're going to have unisex toilets like oh, what else do businesses make what's another really mundane business idea <laughs> i can't i generally can't think of one we're gonna add meatballs to the cafeteria <laughs> like they could just go on a bit of paper. It's way more interesting. Though. Yeah, but it's interesting if they were interesting secrets, but they're like business secrets. Like, unless you're that businessman. Like, if you opened it up and you read his major business plan, you'd be like, oh, that's dull. Maybe. I just think you could jazz it up a little bit. You want, like, a file of facts for the plans, don't you? Do you remember file It jumps out like rainbows. They open oh, the page rainbows. So <laughs> I move on. Yeah, I'd move on. So they go through this whole. Like they go through this whole process of him trying to like, you know, like get this extract this stuff out of him, and then they come round or they get jumped or something, and they're in a flat. <laughs> they get well, so the whole plan falls apart. And Leo has to shoot some people, and then Arthur gets shot and woken up by yeah. who you don't know yet is Leo's wife. Yeah, or you Mole. might find it. Yeah, Mole shoots her. He wakes up, and then they wake up in the flat. Yeah, they wake up in the flat. Right. And, and then Leo is reading the secrets, and they've bits been redacted. Yeah. And then. Did, I didn't even see that bit. Yeah, when he looked through the paper. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see you watched with your usual enthusiasm and eye for detail as he opens the envelope he takes out the paperwork yeah and he's reading it and there's large chunks have been redacted oh okay but my point was <laughs> <laughs> yeah your point was I'm, i don't so, know what your point's gonna be so yeah Arthur gets woken up because he gets shot in the head and yeah. then he like runs around trying to do some bits and he then... tries to keep saito asleep for longer oh okay i see because the dream's collapsing because it was arthur's dream so because he's woken up, the whole dream's starting to collapse. Okay. And then you get a, uh, like a shot of Leo and he's sat <clears> in a chair on a table over a bar full of water. Yeah. Why? <laughs> so it's to wake him up. So to wake him up, they push him into the bath of water. It's called, they call it in the film, the kick. So he's pushed and the sensation of falling, like if you're asleep and you actually fall, you wake up, don't you? Because yeah. of your ear. So the sensation of falling wakes him up. If that should fail, hitting the water will wake him up. Oh, that's horrible. So though. he hits the water, like and in the dream, all the water comes flooding in to drown him and wake him up in the dream. So he wakes up. I could think of a better way of being woken up than falling into a bath of water. Like being tickled with feathers. You hate being tickled. I do. So it's probably not. I'd rather that than feeling up. like I'm drowning. Uh, yeah, but at least it guarantees it's going to wake him up. True. Be woken so up I by a child hitting you in the face. Which is generally most mornings. We call that a day. Mm. We do. Go downstairs! I was just thinking then, that's a bit when they then end up looking in a room and he lays on the floor on the rug, doesn't he? Yeah. So like, Leo, that's when Leo says to him, lots of it was redacted. So not only have you seen it, but Leo, uh, Leo's character physically says it as well. So right. I can see right away that you really paid close attention to the film. I was just mainly impressed that he knew that his rug wasn't the woolen rug that he's used to. Yeah, I've always had a bit of an issue with that bit. Like I get, you would notice if it wasn't wool. I get that, but then he's like, "Oh, it's polyester cotton blend." Oh. I mean, I would know because well, I was twelve hundred thread count. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll be like, where the cocoa pop pops and... <laughs> Where's the half and crisps? This isn't my rug. <laughs> Where's the vague smell of urine? Because one of them decided they can't be bothered to run upstairs. Hold on, no, no one's poured paint on this rug. This isn't ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, so then that happens and then all of a sudden they're on a train. So I was like, oh, so this is like a dream in a dream in a dream. In a dream. Just a dream in a dream. Yeah, that, that really point. threw me. None of it's a technicolour dream, I don't think. I then wrote down, uh, what is this mind fuckery? I think I know why I fell asleep. Too much for my brain to handle. And this is approximately six and a half minutes into the film, I mm, think. Yeah. I was confused. Really, there's not that um, much. Then I thought they mentioned something about Globo Engineering and wonder if it was related to Globo Gym. 
Is Glover Jean the one from Dodgeball? Yeah. And, and it ends with Fat Ben Stiller because he lost the Dodgeball Man, tournament. brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> or, so, <laughs> she thought, well, you thought Globo Jim was involved? Or related business to Globo Engineering. Who's Globo Engineering? It's like what they work for Globo Engineering. Cobalt Engineering. Oh. <laughs> 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 so were you actually what were you expecting Vince Vaughan to walk in and say oh no what's his name you expect <laughs> Leo gets a knock on his hotel room don't he at the beginning it's Arthur and he comes in they're going to go were you expecting Patches O'Houlihan <laughs> Leo opens the door and he's like you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball <laughs> but you can't touch it's <laughs> global gym Oh, my days. I honestly just thought it was global engineering. What? <laughs> you can't touch global engineering if you can't touch a wrench. Yeah, I just thought I might make it a bit more fun for me. That would have, really to understand. be fair, I'd quite like to watch that film now. It'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I can't really read my writing. What, Steve the Pirate? <laughs> Steve the Pirate? <laughs> Steve the Pirate. <laughs> When it comes back and he's just Steve, and they're like, you're not, though, are you just Steve? <laughs> hey, the guy who doesn't realise he's a pirate until he's not a pirate anymore. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, look, it's Steve the pirate. And like, what? Love it. So there, um, there's, a, there's a left turn for you into dodgeball. This is going to happen. Now the dodgeball lot, review. Just to let you know. So our next one, I don't even know where we are in this film. But I've written down shared... At the beginning. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I said unfortunately for you lot. Um, <laughs> shared dreams. Do they choose what they dream about? Or is it like... Is it like a group choice? So they say like, right, today you're going <clears> to <throat> plug yourself into this dream and it's going to be about, I don't know, building you, a park. You or... literally paid no attention to any of the talking. No, because I also wrote so... down that I would, I would hate to walk into someone's sex dream. <laughs> And like Terry, I've told you I don't want to see you doing that to that person. Phil, why do you keep dragging us in here to watch you have sex with Beyonce? Yeah, it's never it's, gonna happen. It's not real. It's a dream. He's like, but you're watching it still, aren't you? So, so they explain at the beginning. And Arthur explains the whole shared dreaming thing was thought up by the military. Mm -hmm. because a lot of new soldiers go into war and don't actually shoot at people and are too scared of dying. I think. So they invented the stuff that they use for shared dreaming so they could go into a dream and kill and be killed so they would be better prepared for real war. I don't feel like I've watched this film at all. I don't feel like you've watched this <laughs> film at all, if I'm honest. <laughs> I feel like this has turned from your thoughts on the film Inception to... Colin explains a film to Haley that she thought she watched but didn't take in at we all. We might have to rethink the name of this. <laughs> Haley misunderstands. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they do it. Right. So I don't think there's like a, a meeting beforehand where they're like, right, today let's all dream about tree houses and slingshots. Okay. They just go into a space, but we get there later on when they explain the roles of a dreamer and an architect and a subject. Fine. So the dreamer um, creates the world. Mm -hmm. The architect creates the buildings and the layout. Yeah. So if it's your dream and you dream about, oh God, who knows what you dream about? Candy Floss Mountain. Yeah. And I'm the architect. I put the buildings in Candy Floss Mountain. Okay. And then whoever we're trying to steal the information from, they're, subconscious fills the dream with people and you know things. what i reckon my brain would be terrifying for anyone i don't think anyone would want to go no. into your brain no do you know what it'd be like do you ever remember that program happy tree critters yeah where they're like really cute and adorable but then also they're like serial killers yeah that's your brain yeah. i do listen to a lot of true crime podcasts be like unicorns know. rainbows and then when you turned around they'd all be ripping each other's intestines out <laughs> There's also one genius part where um, Cobb turns around. I don't know if they've got Ariadne now. They got her somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, so um, he turned around to her and he asked her, do you understand? And I actually said no. You did, out loud, just said no, no idea. Yeah, and that was 31 minutes in, and I thought this is why I'm normally asleep. Yeah, I think I had to pause it and 
mm. answer questions at this point, but, didn't I? Yeah, I reminded the moment that me and my brother took my sister Becky to the cinema to watch Lord of the Rings, and it was in a cinema where they had like an interval. And um, we got to the middle bit, and we said to her, "So, did you, how are you getting on? Are you getting it?" And she's like, "No." And we're like, "Oh, we just sat for like an hour, and you don't really get it." And now I kind of have done exactly the same thing. Yes, and this is the first time you've ever done it. <laughs> well, I've written down a totem. So the totem that they have, so that the spinning top and the yeah. loaded die. What would you have? See, I don't know because, and this is where another nitpicky bit that I have with the film. So Cobb's spinning top, 100% understand that. Makes total sense, doesn't it? If yeah. it doesn't fall over, he's dreaming. Mm-hmm. And if it does, he's not. The loaded die makes perfect sense. He's the only one who knows what number it should land on all the time. Yep. So he knows if it lands on the wrong number, he's, he's, dream, he's dreaming. Hmm. She makes a chess piece. And then to demonstrate it, she sits it on a table and knocks it over. Yeah. So what happens when she's dreaming? What, she hits it and it just goes, no, you're all right. And stay standing up. Who knows? That just sounds kind of crap compared to the other two. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I think the two that they show and explain in great detail how they work or show you how they work. Yeah, get it. They make perfect sense. Do you think the only the reason you only see those two, and then they sort of hint at a chess piece, but you don't ever see anyone else's? No. Totem like Tom Hardy's character. He does in and out of dreams all the time. He must have one. Yeah. You don't see his. Mm. I genuinely think they were like, we've got these two and they're really good. Can anyone else think of another one? And everyone was like, nah. No. Not a clue. I'd have a coin. How would you use a coin? How well, you'd that flick it up in the air and it would just keep spinning up in the air if you're still in a dream world and then if you're not, it'll land. But there's still like gravity in the dream. Well, how does it keep spinning then? There's no gravity. But there is gravity. What? How does what keep spinning? The spinning top. It's not gravity, is it? It doesn't take off. Oh, this film blows my mind. I don't really understand. I don't. So, because you couldn't flip a coin and have heads or tails because that wouldn't work, would it? Because if you flip a coin, it's always going to be heads or tails. Unless you could somehow program it in a dream to be, if you flip the coin and it'd be heads every time but then you'd have to stand there testing it every time it wouldn't work but what you're saying is you'd flick it in the air and it would just never come down yeah but if they that would mean there's no gravity i don't really know but there's clearly gravity in the dreams do you see what i'm saying yeah because and, and if there was no if it was the thing that there was no gravity it just Float away and disappear. You'd be like, oh, I'm dreaming, but I've also lost my bastard coin. That's in space. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it? But you would, what, you sticking with a coin? Well, yeah, I haven't really thought much more about it. Anymore. Oh, I've got it. What? I've got the perfect one. Cocktail umbrella. What? Cocktail umbrella, if you're in a dream, never opens. Or, if you're in a dream, it opens, becomes a real umbrella. Okay, that makes... Okay. Or, if you're in a dream and you open it, it stays a cocktail umbrella, but if it's raining and you hold it up, you you stay dry. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, fine. So, um, we then get to the point when, um, I think we've, I don't know if we've met Tom Hardy in the film yet or not, or not. I can't remember what his character's name is. Eames. Eames. I, where you're at, I don't think we have, no. And okay. she's making the totem and things. Because that's after she storms off, doesn't she? And then she comes back. And yeah. Then she's making mazes and he says, oh, we need, um, we need to go and visit Eames. Yeah. So, obviously, had a massive crush on Leo when I was little. I don't know who didn't. And then obviously... Me. Got, obviously. I'm um, joking, I so did. <laughs> and there's a Tom Hardy in the film. And he's also quite tasty. Anyways, they're talking about, <laughs> I've just written down um, that he said that it's not just about depth and I put a little winky face. <laughs> because for some reason, that really spoke to me, that line. <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't like, no, Tom, it's also about girth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that laugh. Filth. So, yes, it's really... Um... <laughs> Went all muttly, though, as well. You, you did a bit, yeah. <laughs> so you just... 
that's the only line of that conversation that you remember is that Tom Hardy yeah. said it's not all about death. death. When the real conversation is that they're explaining, they're talking about Inception and he asked Tom Hardy if he's ever done it. And Tom Hardy explains about getting it down to the simplest part of the idea that you need to instill. And that's how they basically formulate the plan. I'm looking at you really blankly right now. You are really, really <laughs> blankly. So that's where they formulate the plan of rather than like Leo tells him, oh, we need the son to break up the father's empire. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, let's break it down to his relationship with his father. That's the simple place for us to start. Okay. And he explains all that. And that's, yeah, instead cool. of it all just being about how deep you can get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> um... Also, Tom Hardy, if you ever listen to this. Hayley doesn't care about depth, so if you're not as well endowed as women seem to imagine you are, you could still be on to a winner. <laughs> I literally was trying to think of something finally saying it, just nothing happened. Um, so I've then written down, so there's, I mentioned this sedative, which I think they show the clip of the guy who's had some sedative put in him and he slaps him and he doesn't wake up. So they go to meet Yusuf, the chemist. Yeah. He's on Eames' cool. instruction. This is after the big chase scene as well, which I'm surprised you haven't made any notes of because you laughed hysterically at the end of the chase scene. I don't even actually remember the chase. Do oh, by the way, I did actually watch this film, what, two nights ago, and I literally cannot remember anything. <laughs> so they have the big chase scene, don't they, in the bar? Do they? From the bar, yeah. Oh, yes! And uh, it ends with going... Leo squeezing down the alleyway. <laughs> 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 I believe when he finally made it out, you said mentioned it was a, it was like he'd been born again, literally. <laughs> Who decided that? Oh, brilliant! Oh, I know he's at like cafes, and he's yeah, like asking for a cafe, 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 and they're all just screaming at him like, "No, get out!" Oh my goodness, how lucky at that! <laughs> oh, the wall! Oh, that was brilliant. Right, anyway, yeah. and then they go to see the chemist Yusef. Yeah. And, yeah, that's when Leo explains they want a dream within a dream within a dream. Yeah. And he says you have to add a powerful sedative. Mm -hmm. And then he takes them to see all the weird people who go and dream for, like, ten hours a day. Yes. Because I can't dream together. anymore. Yeah. Um, I've written down that I could do that sedative because I'd like to sleep and dream for a few days. <laughs> or just sleep. Or just sleep. For more really than lovely. two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> just lay there. Not have to worry about chilling. Yeah, not worry about after dream about as long as it's not. Hopefully not in someone's sex dream yet. <laughs> so then wrote down because I thought it might be quite important to try and remember. But they said that the dream they need to do um would be like ten hours real time, but the first layer is gonna be a week long. Yeah. The second layer is gonna be six months long, and the third layer is gonna be ten years. Yeah. So why? Why does it have to be that long? It doesn't. Ha it's not that it has to be that long. That's a side effect of the sedative that he's using. Right. He, he actually says it speeds up brain function. So at the start, when they're explaining it's Ariagni, they say five minutes real world gives you an hour when you're dreaming. Right. So that's like 20 times. They're on a 10-hour flight, so they would have 200 hours normally. In the in the dream. Sorry, I just thought about the wall bit again. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> So they would have two hundred hours normally, but yeah. the he explains the sedative speeds up brain function and it speeds up by something like twenty times, I think he says. So that's when Tom Hardy's like, oh, I'm not very good at maths. Can you just tell me how long? Mm -hmm. And that's when he says, level one will have a week. Level two will have six months. Level three will have ten years. So I feel like Tom Hardy's character is basically speaking to me then. Yeah. Like, I don't really, I don't do maths. I'm just sat there going, like, what's going on? So yeah, he's Just, just, just tell me the numbers. I don't yeah. want to work it out on my own. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Tom, again. So, yeah, it's not the plan to have that long. That's just that's how long how it will have. have. Then there's that bit where... Um, there's like that, oh, what do they call it? Like a montage scene where everyone's like practicing going into sleep they, or using. They call it a montage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a montage of stuff. And then there's like a clip at the end of like. Body needs a montage. <laughs> <laughs> where like Leo's laying there looking all serene and sleepy. 
and um Ariadne just goes like right in, in there and like plugs herself in. I don't know if it's like a little thing they inject themselves with. I don't know. Oh, like, you only ever see them put a strap around. So yeah. I imagine it's an injection. Yeah. Um, and then she just goes all about nosing in his dreams. Outrageous. In the Me Too era as well. I. It is. Yeah. 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 Shocker. She hasn't watched Consent with Tea, has she? She hasn't. No. You don't give unconscious people tea. No. Unconscious people don't want tea. No, they don't. And it, you shouldn't be going in people's dreams. Should probably not compare that with that scene no. in a film to sexual assault, but it is a non-consensual act. It is, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's that, and at this point, I think we're about an hour in, and one of the kids wake up, so you have to go deal with that. Yeah, and then I don't think I sat and watched it on my own. I think you paused it, didn't you? <laughs> because I was like looking at my phone, and he told me off. Yeah, well, you can't review a film if you sit sitting on Facebook. I wanted to see if somebody had got engaged, but they hadn't. Oh, probably shouldn't. I saw that a picture of a, oh, no, I saw a picture of a couple that was on like my Instagram account. I was like, oh my god, they're engaged, and they weren't. So I was like, no. Yeah, don't mention no names. I'm not mentioning names. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, so I think they've got the bloke who is Killian. What was his name? Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Also awesome. Fisher um, in the Fisher in the film, yeah. So I think they've got hold of him, they've just done the flight, and then they arrive, um well they're on the flight, and yeah. they arrive at like a train station, is it? Or they land in the city? It's like the dream. So the, layer so one. The layer one is a city, yeah. And it's raining. It's raining. Remember why it was raining? No. So the chemist Yusuf, it's his dream. Yeah. And he had a lot of free champagne on the flight. So basically, it's raining because he needs a piss. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think I've been most of my dreams. <laughs> getting lots of free champagne as long as you're raining. But you're always raining because you're always going to wet yourself. Yeah. Does it technically mean that they are in a golden shower? Wow. That does make you wonder, doesn't it? I'd be pretty peed off. Excuse the pun. If there was, like, <laughs> pretty okay. peed on, in fact. Yeah. I'd be like, use off seriously. Seriously, <laughs> I think someone does say that to me as well. Like, you couldn't have just gone to the toilet before this, yeah. Well, no. we've got to get wet, yeah. Real bit like, soaked. Oh, outrageous, right? So, then, like, all of a sudden, these they're getting shot at, yeah. And then, like, this random train goes through the middle of it, yeah. So, I thought the train was what Leo's mo 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 um, mo mole had done, okay. <laughs> no, it's the part of the security. Well, they don't actually explain it. So it's fishing thing it's, that's put the it's train. It's a security through. thing, yeah. So there's a traffic jam and he's being attacked. So a train comes through, wipes everything out, and then his security come driving in. Which, if you think about it slightly after, is what they then decide to use in the second level. He's got security, hasn't he? He's yeah. already got it. So in the second level, Leo goes in. As his head of security. Oh, of course. Reminds yeah. him that he's had this training yeah. and actually gets him to work against yeah, his that was own actually subconscious. Quite clever. I thought that was quite clever. Um, but I did make a good spot, didn't I? You did, yeah. So, um, oh, what was his name again? Saito. Saito gets shot yeah. in the van and then he can see blood because I then remembered um, about Arthur and how when he got shot in the head, there was just a hole. So I thought... Yeah, you see no blood whatsoever, do you? Yeah, he wakes up. I thought that's not a good sign that you can see some blood. And it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And that's one of the first big reveals of the film, isn't it? Yeah. If you, if you die, you're going to limbo. Yeah. No one was very happy no, about it. No, I was very happy, no. Not very happy about it at all. Um, so yeah, I did quite enjoy that thing when Leo was playing off with being a security. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and then I've written down that it's now one hour, 30 minutes in, and I'm getting bored. <laughs> and the action is apparently starting it is starting they get into the second level there's fighting there's shooting the plot is moving forward things from the first level so the thing they did in the first level where they've planted the seed in his head that his godfather is the one behind it yeah because Tom Hardy's been pretending to be him so then they go yeah. to the second level and his own vision in his own head of his godfather is in on the plan. Like he's the one who comes to the hotel room where he's going to be kidnapped. And he, oh. so he's starting to feed the ideas back to himself, which means it's working. 
Okay. They're on the right track and they're starting to plant just, the idea. I think at this point, I didn't, if I had like the hindsight of the whole thing, it kind of makes sense why I had to sit for an hour and 35 minutes of... Exposition. Yeah, I just had no idea what was going on. And yeah, I guess I quite liked the visual effects and stuff, but um, it was quite stressful watching it, like all the action bits. And then it's all like twisty and turny and you got like some people gone down to another level in a dream and then you've got that whiny woman, um, Ariadne, saying you've got to tell everyone about Mole because you're going to end up like killing everyone. And you're just like, oh, be quiet, you. <laughs> and then, yeah, I've also written down um, that uh, I liked the skiing and shooting. You did. You were very impressed with yeah. Mr. Hardy's ability to ski without ski poles yeah. while shooting a gun. Yeah, it's wicked. You I did, like, you did give him big props on that. So that's down in the third level, isn't it? When yeah. they made it all the way down to the snow mountain. To the snow mountain, yeah. Um, and then very, I've... very Bond. It was very Bond, yeah. So then written down, um, what they do in 20 minutes, they could do in less time, getting bored of um, this whole part of people floating around in the air and white and people in white camo shooting people. So the floating around is when the van, the van in the top level has gone off the bridge. Yeah. So in the second level, Arthur loses all gravity. Yeah. And has to have one, a pretty awesome fight scene running, rolling around yeah, in that hallway. Did you know that pra- that's a practical effect? That's not CGI or anything like that. They had the camera, yeah. the camera is actually, I've seen the behind the scenes clip of it, so the camera's actually mounted still and the room is rotating and they're actually doing the fight scene with the, in the rotating room. Cool. And then obviously they freeze, they switch it in the edit to make it look like the, everything's rotating. That's cool. It's quite smart, yeah. That is and then cool. obviously, yeah, so he's got to drag everyone out with no gravity to set them up to blow up the lift to have them go up instead of down yeah. for the kick. And then down in the bottom level, Tom Hardy and everyone are still trying to break into the compound, aren't they? Mm. Nice. Yeah, that was quite good. Oh, I've written down in big in big capital to shoot your wife. When Mole arrives yeah. at the end, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. It was pretty action-packed. Um, but I, I just was getting a bit bored. Um, and then I've written down... <laughs> um, so I think we've then... How do we get to the bit with Mole and him going back to like the place they built? Because I've just written down what would you, what would your world would world look like if you could build one? So he shoots Mole, doesn't he? Yeah. Mole shot Fisher. Yeah. It's all over. And then Ariadne points out that well, that means Fisher's in limbo and Saito's practically dead, so he's going to be down there too. In limbo, it's. You think in, if they're the there time, for ten it? years, it's pretty much, yeah, and it's like it's like two hundred years. Yeah, they've got down there effectively. They've got in the sort of endless time, so they go down there <coughs> to find Fisher. But because yeah. Leo's been there before, they all go to the limbo that he's been in, the deep subconscious, because he's it's still there yeah. deep in his yeah. brain. So that's why it's their world. Yeah, and that's when they go to find Mole in there apartment house thing yeah their world was so boring it was very business-like wasn't it and everything's yeah. like rotted away mm. over time but even at the beginning when you or even in the flashback scenes when you see it everything's very like neat and tidy yeah. like mine would look like that no yours definitely wouldn't look like that i would look like, like wild unicorns racing down a road yeah toadstools castles so much glitter oh, it'd be amazing what would you have just me and a bed and sleeping. Yeah. Just a chill space. I don't know. I'm not a very imaginative person. I quite like theirs. Just just, just plain. Fair enough. Maybe um, occasion one with a flag. <laughs> Your flag. <laughs> Cocktail umbrella. <laughs> Mine would be just a hammock under a huge cocktail umbrella <laughs> that blotted out the whole sky. No sun, nothing. Just me laying in a hammock with an endless supply of cocktails. Love it. What would be your cocktail choice, though? Anything. An endless supply. It'd just be like a conveyor belt with loads of dinners. It'd be like Yo Sushi, but with okay. cocktails. Yeah, like that. And then if you don't like it, just put it back on the belt and grab the next one that goes round. Cool. 
Then the last thing I wrote down is, um, what would you want infinite time? They haven't technically got infinite time. Well, I kind of felt like they did when they were describing, like, just they've got time down there. Yeah, they got loads and loads. Did they just time. like they got, got like together, years though, and years and they? years? Yeah, but you don't know how long they were asleep for. True. But I mean, it's like you're still alive and just asleep. So if you stayed down there forever, when you woke up, you might have been asleep for like twenty years. Mm. You lost twenty years of your real life to have two hundred imaginary years. Well, we'll just also they got old in the dream. Yeah. So they turned into oh, they're like they're old people. Mm. But can they just can they grow old and die in the dream? Or do they just keep getting older and older? So they could be like six hundred years old. I, don't be know. Like, I never know how he got out of the of limbo. You what do you mean you don't know? They literally showed you how they got out of limbo. They laid on the train track and the train ran them over. They killed themselves in limbo. Oh yeah. Because that's how you wake up from the dream. Oh, I didn't remember that bit. <laughs> but like do they live like if they live like eight hundred years, they end up walking around looking like Yoda from Star Wars. And <laughs> <laughs> it's tiny and green and shriveled. <laughs> But yeah, but, but aside from that, it's been asleep a long time. I have. <laughs> but that aside, would you want infinite time? No. Mm. What do you do to fill it up? Drink cocktails. Oh yeah, maybe again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I can remember. Is it, so you don't remember the end. I remember the end of the film. The literally the only bit when you were watching the film, and you were like, "What? This is amazing! This is brilliant!" And you've literally not mentioned it. At all. What was it again? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's loads of bits! It's about, four, about four, it four twists at the end, and you failed to mention any of them. Oh. So, yeah, it turns out Leo's a bit of a knob, isn't he? Just a little, well, sort of, yeah. A well intentioned knob, I mean, he. He well, did I it for the right reasons, but I can't even see why that. What was a good reason? Well, because they wanted to get out of there, or so, yeah. So she's forgotten that they have a real life, doesn't she? And she thinks that's real, and he knows it's still a dream. And that's when he finds us. It's revealed it's her spinning top. Yeah, well, that is revealed earlier. It's her spinning. Yeah, but it's in the locked in the safe, isn't it? It's constantly spinning, so she thinks this is real. Yeah. Oh no, it's constant. It's down, isn't it? Yeah. She's put it down, so he spins it. And it spins continuously in her brain, but it's so far deep in her brain that when she wakes up, effectively in the deep in her brain, it's still spinning. Yeah, and then she keeps trying to kill herself. Yeah, and then does and frames him for it. Which I don't blame her for, really. Well, she wants him to kill himself as well because yeah. she thinks it's all fake. Yeah. Wow, such a shocker! It's the whole reason he's on the run and yeah. comes at home. And things. I was literally. I can't believe you forgot. <laughs> I haven't written it down, that's why I forgot, see? This is how I can watch films over and over again. Because just forget all the twists. Yeah. Just oh, like, I'd love oh. that. There's so many films with a twist I'd watch again if I could forget. Yeah. So but yeah, there's that, that one. Revelation. Yeah. Um, which was a shocker. And then, oh, the ending. Yeah. Which bit now are you on to? So it's all a bit cheeseball, isn't it? So they all like wake up from their dreams. They've all survived. The lovely music the lovely playing. Lovely music in the playing. Like I mean, the Fisher ten... loves his dad again. Yeah. Oh, that the bit was so yeah. lovely. I mean, it was obviously fake. Um, but I think like and you see that the idea is taken. Like it means this, yeah. and that's what I'm gonna do. And I love my dad. Yeah. And... and I was like, that's adorable. We all know it's not real, but why would you not? For you know, bless his heart. So, yeah, so they all wake up and they're all sort of alive and fine and they get off the plane and obviously Leo gets through, so... Gets to go home, home. see yeah. his kids at last. So you see him and then he puts down the little spinny top, doesn't he? Yeah, and it spins. It. And then he walks off, you see his kids' faces. I'm thinking, well, now, Leo, you're stuffed now because you've seen your kids' faces. Yeah, so and he goes off, then. not he? Yeah, and he pans back to the spinning top still spinning <laughs> and you don't ever see it, like stop it wobbles there's a little wobble and then the screen cuts to so, black so i was just looking at colin and was like what and then i thought actually i haven't seen him spin it at all through most of the film and seen it stop so i was like well it was all of what we just watched yeah he doesn't dream. he uses it like at the start doesn't he so yeah he use it and he's got the gun ready and 
But it goes the bit where he goes to see all the when they're in India and he goes to see all the guys sharing the dream and he runs to the bathroom afterwards and he goes spin it and he falls on the floor. Yeah. And then you never see him spin it again. No. For the rest of the film until that bit at the end. Yeah. So I was I always think like well when he went to spin it and it fell on the floor. If it doesn't spin and it falls on the floor, does that mean he's awake or asleep? Like, mm. if he's dreaming, yeah, would it not be able to fall on the floor? Well, you don't know. They never say that. No. If it doesn't actually start spinning, you don't know. No. So could it all have been a dream from there and he's dreamt the whole adventure? And he's still in that... A bit of an involved adventure. I mean, that's quite a dream. Still sat down there with all them blokes, like, dreaming. With old Terry dreaming about... <laughs> 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 he's in Terry's sex dream still it never <laughs> none of it but yeah so what is it still spinning at the end did it fall over I mean Who you saw knows? it wobble yeah you didn't see it wobble I don't know how I feel about that at the beginning I'd like to think it sort of fell and then he's back to reality with his children I think he, he deserves that after all of that but then another part of me thinks you were such a knob <laughs> you kind of deserve it for the effort but also you're a knob so if you didn't get it i don't care yeah sort of thing apparently according to michael kane he, he was told by the director that any scene that he was in is not a dream and he meets him at the airport and takes him back to see his kids oh, okay. so according to michael kane it's not a dream i like michael kane but that doesn't mean it's true does it no because they say lots of stuff, don't they? To... Yeah. When if you ask the director about it, he says it's whatever you, you think, want it to be, sort of thing. Fair enough. So yeah. So you got what re review of Inception? Good, bad. What we're we gonna do? Stars rating or? Let's do stars. I like a star. Five unicorns. No, I like stars. You like stars. stars. You do like a gold star. You love a gold star. I think we'll go five for like outstanding. Yeah. Mutts nuts. Mutts nuts. So we're going with Mutt's Nuts. It's the Mutt's Nuts. Until I can think of something else. Until you can think of something more Haley. It's the Unicorn's Horn. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And then, uh, like... It's the Potter's Wand. The Potter's Wand. <laughs> I don't want to get sued by using too many Harry Potter references. <clears throat> yeah, JK probably come after us. Yeah. She goes after everyone, mm -hmm. eventually. True. I mean, I'm just here's I am. Here's I am. Here I am thinking this is going to do really, really well. But JK Rowling's like already queued it up on Spotify. Glad to think she she's has. on it. Yeah. See if she can trample on your human rights at any point. <laughs> I do actually quite like her books and stuff, so I don't know her as a person. Also don't want to fall out offend people, so I'm gonna stop there. Um <laughs> Yeah, and then like one is like abysmal. Right. Classic one to five rating then. Yeah. I'm going three point five. Are you going to do points? You're going to do decimal points. Well, I don't, I don't want to really. Okay, I'll give it three because I just found some parts of it really, really testing of my brain. So you're going like bang in the middle. Yeah. Three. It's all right, but you wouldn't watch it again. Not watching it again. No, it's too much. And I think we discussed before we'll do like a one-word review. Yeah, you're going to do. Well, I said you should do a one-sentence review, and you decided you decided one word. For some reason, that's what I would, heard was one word, and I thought better. that's what you wanted me to do. <laughs> so I actually like use a thesaurus to find this word because I wanted to find something that was a little bit more fancier sounding than confusing. I found discombobulating. <laughs> so your one-word review of Inception: three stars, discombobulating. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're going with. I'm going with that. So, yeah. If you've not seen it, guys, give it a go. Make sure you're half awake or more. And prepared to be discombobulated. And prepared to be discombobulated, yeah. Maybe Leo got in and like mind molded my brain. Maybe. Maybe Leo's currently discombobulated. Maybe, Maybe. Inception the film is a dream that everyone has shared. Whoa. Whoa. That really has just blown my mind. Yeah. Now wow. you're discombobulated, aren't you? Yeah, I actually am. I'm looking a bit <laughs> wide-eyed. <laughs> I have not had enough gin for that thought. Wowza. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we're done, aren't we? That's it. that officially be the first episode in the book. Thanks for listening. If you did. Yeah. If you didn't, we just sat talking for ages for our own amusement. It's fair enough, isn't it? Pretty standard. Yeah. Normal. Oh, we're going to do another one? Yeah, well, we could do it every two weeks, I think, is the plan, isn't it? Yeah. What so are you going to make Two weeks' next? time, new film. Well, you see, I think for the first couple, I'm going to go with quite big films that you haven't seen. 
Because I've got a few older films in mind. Later on, you're definitely going to watch Critters, which for anyone who hasn't seen Critters, is about killer hedgehogs from space. Yay. It's one of those classically terrible horror films that I love. But I'm going to stick with a horror film. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's one that I've tried to get you to watch a lot of times and you've said no every time. I think you might have an idea where I'm going with this. Because it's either going to be Lights Out or Quiet Place. It's going to be Quiet Place. Mostly for this reaction. But also, I think once you've watched it, you will be glad you've seen it. I I think it might be along the lines of Inception where you won't ever watch it again. Okay. But I think once you've watched it, you'll be like, yes, I can see why that everyone says that film's great. Because it is brilliant. Okay, fine. Okay, well, there we go. And I might try and record some clips of you watching it. So you can feel Colin's pain. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, if you fancy uh, listening to me do uh, apparently a film review of a film, then uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.